The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, good people? Today is... What's today's date? May 27th. May 27th. 2019. 2019. Welcome to Flash Black Radio. This is The Usual Suspects. And this is not shit you might have missed. We're going to do something a little different, folks. We're going to talk specific. Before I get into the topic, let's meet the folks. We have sitting across from me. Lee Bennett the Third, aka Da Vinci Parks. We have uh, currently twirling her locks. Kay Savage. We have. <laughs> yes, she is. And we have the twirly gal herself. T Rich. And I am, of course, S Double. Today's topic. <laughs> did you just do the web mouth? I noise? did. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, today's topic is hashtag relationship goals. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about our experiences in relationships, maybe delve a little bit into the social constructs of, you know, that cause us to see relationships the way we see them and, uh, you know, how our experiences have impact our, uh, our behavior and views of relationships in the past, relationships we're in now, uh, and our outlook on relationships in the future. I don't know, but you know, hashtag relationship goals. A lot of people talk about, you know, like they, they have this optimal idea of, of what a relationship is supposed to be. And I think my experience has not been that. So I don't know who wants to kick us off. I think we all have different perspectives. We all have different experiences. Um, we all have different realities right different now. Different realities too. as well. So I'm very interested to hear uh, everybody's input on this one. So who who wants to tag in first? Maybe we should start by uh, start by anybody who who wants to disclose like their current situation and how they arrived at their current situation. And how they feel about their current situation. Maybe that's a good place to start. If nobody in particular wants to go first, I don't mind going first. But. Oh, go ahead, man. Okay, why there not? Sure. Uh, so I am, I got married in September of 2018. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> I heard the food was very good, even though I didn't have any. It was. It was. I, I went back for thirds and fourths. You didn't have any? Well. It, it's a lot of talking when you get married. Yeah. Like, a lot of people coming up to you like, we're so happy for you. I, I, like, can I've I been just, married twice. I didn't eat, eat either time. <laughs> well, maybe just not at the at the banquet. Oh. Oh. oh wait a minute. Hello. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. T -Rich, T -Rich, I arrived uh, probably <laughs> quickly for, according to some people, I think some people think this happened very fast, uh, probably based on my dating history. 
where it's just like, hey, let me date you for a few years and just decide that I actually don't like you as much as I thought I did. And even as much as I may have expressed that I did. <laughs> yeah. sure so that's me. That's where I am. Okay. Who else? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Shit, like most people in my job don't even know this, but like I am uh recently divorced. Um uh I arrived at this situation because life. Nah, I mean it's <clears throat> if I'm being honest, it's um it's 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 not a, a one situation scenario. There are a lot of things that feed into it. Um there is no real blame to throw around. It's just like, you know, at at, at the end of the day. Uh, it's a choice that you make every day when you're in a relationship, particularly when you're married, in my estimation. <clears throat> and you have to like continue to like, you know, choose your partner. And, um, I think it's, it's, uh, sometimes it can be challenging to do that when, uh, things get difficult. So, uh, I think, uh, it's, um, at the end of the day, one of those things that again, sometimes people, you know, stop making that choice. So no finger pointing. It's just is what it is. Sometimes you know you gotta like uh accept things for what they are and make a healthy decision. So yep. Word. K K Savage, where you where you, where you at in your journey? Um, I'm an autonomous being, so I live with somebody but I date. And to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so as for me, um, I am currently married. I am also currently on my second marriage, uh, hoping it will be my final marriage. Um, I think that when I first, <laughs> when I got married the first time, um, I had a certain concept um, I, I, everybody is subject to the socialization of what you should be looking for in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am no different. Um, I was, I had a construct in my mind. Um, I thought that the, there are certain things that you're supposed to do if you're seeking a stable life. And one of those stable, stabilizing things is to seek a partner, um, and get married. Um, so I was literally checking off boxes, um, you know, go to college, Check. get married, Check. buy a house. <laughs> I was just checking the boxes off. Um, there are a lot of things that I didn't know and understand about myself. Um, there's a lot of things I didn't know and understand about my first wife um, and about the just the dynamic of a of a marriage um, or relationship in general. Um, and. As a result of that marriage, I learned a lot of things. And um, you were younger when I was, you got married. You were I, like you were like early, like like mid twenties. I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. I was definitely younger than I would advise anybody getting married. Um, but I also think that there are two aspects to it for me. One, um, I like the concept of marriage. I think the concept of marriage is good. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in practice is where all concepts meet the act, meet the test, right? In practical application. 
Um, and I also think some people, just based on their personality type, are more built for commitment than other people. Um, and I just think I'm one of those people. I do better uh, in uh, commitment-based situations. Um, I do also feel like people define their commitment and people should define their relationship. So now I'm in a marriage where I have a better understanding of what I need from a partner. Um, I would say that I have uh, what I would define more as a real partner, somebody who uh, shares my perspective um, on what partnership is. Um, And we both agree that two people define their relationship. So hashtag relationship goals for us is we make our rules and then we play by the rules that we set as a couple. There is no ideal. There is no optimum. There is ideal and optimum for us. Uh, Understanding that that's going to vary from relationship to relationship based on who the people are in that relationship. And that's where I am. So I guess the the, the thing I want to uh, throw out there is <clears throat> because T. Rich is uh, the the youngest in the scenario. Have you learned anything new within yourself in the process of being almost a year in at this point? Is there been has there been anything like you just like huh? Interesting. If it's, if it's or it was and it's not necessarily new. Maybe it's a just an, an affirmation of something that like you you knew and whatever. It's something that was just reaffirmed. Um I think like the biggest thing for me has been like just kind of a kind of changing my communication style mm-hmm. and we were just talking about this this morning, I think just uh, the idea of not being selfish. Like I think you should be completely selfish when you're single, Mm -hmm. that that is who you should be focused on. And obviously that shifts a bit when you are in a marriage. Mm -hmm. Personally, I don't believe in the concept of relationship goals. Um, I think you set yourself up for failure and disappointment when you see certain aspects of another couple's relationship and Mm. think like, Oh, I would like that for myself because you, no one is privy to all of the ins and outs, ups and downs of a relationship, except the people in that relationship. Mm -hmm. So even if you share things with a friend, you're sharing things from your perspective. Even if, you know, you spend time with other people and they see you, they see sometimes who you just want to present in that moment. They see who you might want Mm -hmm. to be, right then mm-hmm. um you could have had like a whole knock down drag out kind of argument and then you go out and you put on good face because you know for whatever reason maybe maintaining good face is good for you or it's important to you or you know you don't want people to know what you're going through so like this entire concept of relationship goals is so completely like flawed and it's just i think again based on some social media shit of this looks good so mm-hmm. let's promote this. There's so much social media influence in our lives. And it's damaging. It is. Yeah. Because, but this, uh, but it, then again, like relationship goals is just like, is basically like an Instagram of your relationship. It's a snapshot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you see, you know, somebody could see me and Cam like holding hands and it's like, oh, wow, that's, 
relationship one relationship goal, goal or yeah. it's like oh look what slim is doing for shay that's another relationship goal or oh you know christy's out here living her best life and they you know she's a, an autonomous person and, and that's my relationship goal or i you know lee is like out of this shit and like that's my relationship goal and you see a snapshot but you don't see like the whole picture of what what right. that looked like right you know me and cam have disagreements i'm sure slim and shay have disagreements and oh, yeah. I'm sure Christy and Mo have disagreements. You know, I get it. I got an opinion for everything. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, but even like there was, um, I think, was it over? It was over Mother's Day, I think. Um, Offset brought culture and like a bunch of handbags and some shit to Cardi B. And somebody was like, oh, relationship goals. I'm like, really? Hmm. This is your this is your king. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's it's yeah, and that's the that's the that's the is thing. Is this your king? Yeah, that's the thing. Because I, um, I think there was a, there was commentary, and again, you know, sometimes when it comes to what's happening on social media, and I will get back to that from from the, per, the personal perspective to what you were saying, T. Rich, but um, responding to that, um, there was a whole thing that I, I heard there was a meme going around where. Russell Wilson wrote basically like this commitment or love letter to like his stepson, basically like you know I'm, I always have your best interest at heart. I'm here for you. Anything you need from me, I got you. So forth and so on. I just want you to be like a complete person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then like uh you know it's like Papa Russ. He signed a Papa Russ. And then like there's like the other part of me was like basically like future giving his son a Rolex. Like, it was for his birthday. Yeah. So. I, I think people's understanding and their and what they're growing out of impacts, you know, like how they like you know exhibit things, and then they can go into the five lo- the um, the five love languages. Um, it can go into like you know like not having, and then all of a sudden having, you know, and this is how you exhibit like your 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 exterior happiness by like having exterior things. Um, relationship goals, I think, is very damaging, and um, for me, that is one of the reasons why. I never, uh, in, during the course of my relationship, uh, did stuff and, and posted it online. Just didn't. I don't. Like, you, if, if I'm out, there was no check-in, like, yo, I'm here, blah, 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 whether I was with my, you know, with my ex or not. There was no, you know, this is what I'm doing type thing. Because I'm personally of the mindset that I'm in the moment. <laughs> so. I think putting pictures up, you know, that's, that's your business. Yeah. I don't put my personal life on my social media, but that's. Just my choosing. But I think that when people put deeply personal messages mm. like that on social media, dude, that shit is trolling and it's disgusting. And I just feel like, who are we performing for? Because that's a note you write to somebody that you slip into their purse, that you put into their lunch, that you mm. put into a card that you gave them just because that were attached. The, 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 the most public that should be is because that's what you dictated into the phone when you were ordering the flowers. Like, I feel like all of that shit is trolling and it's performative. And to me, it says, like, what's, what's really going on here? That's all I think when I see that shit. Uh, I, and I, you know, I, I find that future Sierra Russell triangle to be especially trolling and disgusting and really toxic for the little boy. There's, there's a part of me that agrees with that. Um, and for that very reason, uh, I actually decreased the amount of posting of that type that I do, 
Um, one of the reasons is because I just I believe that the internet is like a little bit of like alcohol. Like it is it kind of like it it it's an exemplifier of what's already there. It kind of just like removes the inhibitions and multiplies it. Um, so I think like a lot of what happens in relationships as far as you only seeing what's represented and not seeing the full relationship that was happening long before social media. A lot of people were having like turmoil at home mm-hmm. and just not talking yeah. about it. And then mm-hmm. all you see is like this pristine picture and everybody's aiming for that pristine picture uh, and nobody's understanding like the real struggle. And I think that's just a problem in general that people have like the difficulties of a relationship how do you learn how to deal with those difficulties when people aren't talking about those difficulties? You know, people are not, they're only telling you about the good stuff. Right. So I try if that. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if anything. Yeah, sometimes it's just open to interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I like stop posting like a lot of like the good stuff that happens between us every once in a while somebody does something you know like if if my if my wife does something that i think is like especially dope um i do want to brag about that shit because i'm like yeah she kind of killed the game with this i want people to know that you know she killed it i mean but that's selfish that's more that that's not like relationship goals that's like i'm better than you you know i'm superior to you look at look at what my wife is doing for me I'm just better than you. I'm a superior person to who you are. You know, I have a superiority complex. That's just me. You I, know, I do that's, not. That's just my thing. But no, I just I think that we as people in all aspects of our lives, not just relationships, it's applicable in relationships. We got to find a way to make sure people understand relationships are comprehensive entities. And there's a lot of things happening in a relationship. Like you, there, there are people, there are people who are getting cheated on and not telling the world. They're just trying to work through the complexities of that with their partner. Um, and there's pain and there's feelings of betrayal and all this other stuff. And, you know, there's people in counseling and not even telling people that they're in counseling, like not even letting them know that it's OK to do that. You know what I'm saying? If you're uh, if you're in a marriage that is encouraged, it's something you should do. You know, you should be getting individual counseling and therapy regardless, um, even if you haven't been diagnosed with something. But specifically, if you're in a marriage, you know, just making sure people are constantly working on their ability to communicate with one another. Um, there are there are other struggles and other hardships, you know, uh, most I think is I can't remember what the number is, but most relationships end over over money, like some it's, it's, it's more than 30 percent, more than 30 percent, sex, money and children. Yeah, yeah. yeah more than 30 percent is financial. though. Yeah. So it's like, you know, how do people communicate about finance, you know, and how do people communicate about um, what they expect in the future? You know what I'm saying? It's like the prenuptial agreements are still like for the for the most part, still it's still taboo. like taboo in conversation, which is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's like so all of these things are like we're we're not providing an example for people in relationships or seeking relationships by giving them a comprehensive understanding of what our experiences are in relationships. And then we also get got to be keeping 100 and stop representing relationships like 
that it's not just like hashtag relationship goals, like a certain type of relationship is a goal. It's hashtag relationship goals like relationships are the goal. And that shouldn't be the case either. I think people have journeys and they have walks. And at some point, in some uh, periods in your life that might involve companionship. And at some periods of your life, it might not. And I think the goal should be people just trying to develop as people and be healthy and happy as individuals. And sometimes that's going to involve another person. And sometimes that's going to involve you spending a lot of time with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and But we shouldn't be telling people like you get you're failing if you're not married. You're failing if you're not in a relationship. Because it's just not the case. Well, everybody don't want that in the first no. place. I, I, we also shouldn't be telling people that you're failing because your relationship ended. Because I feel like, exactly. you know, like if somebody dying is the standard for a successful relationship, I mean, theoretically, that makes domestic violence, you know what I'm saying, that ends in murder, successful relationships. And I just feel like, you know, that death to us part. That, that death do us part that's attached to marriage that people really kind of hold on to as being the final measure of success, whether they're married or not, is, is really harmful and unhelpful because, I mean, you know, again, or we talked about in the last episode, you know, we, we know grandparents that have been together 55, 60 years that like the motherfuckers can't stand each other and nothing about their relationship is anything that anybody should be modeling. So. Right. You know, I, th I think we need to redefine what successful means in a relationship. And I think we also need to acknowledge the fact that most relationships aren't successful because most relationships don't end in marriages that end in somebody dying of natural causes. Mm -hmm. OK, so to, to piggyback on what you were saying, I think there's another component that goes into that, because I do agree that we need to define redefine what it means to have a successful relationship. But I think oftentimes, and this is something, <clears throat> uh, my, my goddaughter just graduated, uh, uh, was just graduated from undergrad a couple weekends ago. And when she was 12 years old, I wrote her a, a, a letter for her birthday. Uh, and one of the things I put in there, and as I, I, was, I basically started off the letter by saying a lot of the stuff you might not necessarily get now, but when you come back to it later, you'll be able to, to appreciate it more. And one of the things I, I gave to her was, a lot of times people do all the celebrating and think they have arrived once they've had the ceremony. And the truth is the work starts after the the ceremony. You, you walk down that aisle and get that degree. That's where the work starts. You walk down the aisle and get married. That's where the work starts. And I think a lot of times people don't understand that there is a work component to a relationship. You have to invest in it. It's like anything else. If you choose to put little to no investment in your relationship, and then your level of satisfaction is going to reflect that uh, oftentimes. So um, I think it also needs to be just a realistic understanding of like that there's going to be like not only what defines a successful relationship, but, but the, the components it takes to make a successful relationship and the part you need to play to make that happen. And again, that's a choice. So um, uh, I also to speak to what uh, Kay Savage was saying, like for me, um, as somebody who is still like, you know, coping and dealing with the like you know the fallout of being recently divorced it is for me very much a feeling on some levels of of having failed uh i was somebody who was very deliberate in terms of waiting i didn't want to get married before i turned 30 because i knew i wasn't emotionally 
or psychologically ready or spiritually ready for that. I had some hole in me. I had to get out. I'm just being honest. I just I just know that there are some things that I, I don't want to be that dude like the other men in my family who just didn't hold marriages down oftentimes because of they were just running around and doing shit they weren't supposed to do <laughs> outside of their marriage. I didn't want to be that guy. And so, I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of things in terms of like, you know, what I viewed to be the quote unquote right, right way. And again, I've acknowledged before that I have this nasty streak of idealism. Um, and sometimes that streak is unhealthy for myself and it's, um, sometimes it's unhealthy for others. Um, but um, that is something that, you know, people, man or woman, we have to like contend with if you wind up in a situation where you wind up divorced. I think those are feelings you're just going to have to like learn how to like to sift through and, and to deal with. And, you know, it helps to just be able to acknowledge whatever your hand is in a situation. Uh, but like for me, there was there was that because, you know, going into it, I didn't want to be the dude who didn't do, you know, wasn't able to to be gainfully employed. I didn't want to be the dude who was disrespectful to his wife. I didn't want to be a dude who was this, that and a third. I didn't want to be that ain't shit dude that the girlfriends talked about when they got together for brunch. There's so many things that I put pressure on myself about and I want to do all these things perfectly. And at the end of the day, you can't be perfect. And sometimes striving for things that, you know, are not necessarily like, you know, going to actually move the needle in the grand scheme of things can can ultimately like shift your focus from things that you need to be paying more attention to. So rambling, I'm going to step back. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I think uh, all of us have at some level have said something about expectation. And I think that's like that's really like the crux of the situation. When you use a term like hashtag relationship goals, there is a certain expectation that goes along with that. And I think the really the only thing you should be uh, expecting is to do what, what the two or three or four or five of you, depending on what structure of relationship you have and how many people are involved in it. The only thing you should be expecting is for people to play by the rules that you guys set for your specific situation. Mm -hmm. And there just shouldn't be an expectation outside of that. And other people's expectations should not be. They shouldn't. You should yeah. not let them impact you. Now, that's a social thing. And I know that that's not easy, you know, and we still operate under a social paradigm. Um, and some people are, you know, further along in their journey where they have developed the ability to say, I'm not going to let the social construct dictate what I do in my romantic dealings. And I use the romantic dealings loosely because all relationships like romance is not the foundation of every relationship. And those relationships are not wrong just because romance is not the foundation of, them. Um, you know, a partnership can be a partnership for many different reasons. Uh -huh. Just what you define, <laughs> you know, between you guys that the only, the only expectation I have is, I need to know that we're setting parameters under which we're going to operate this thing, just like you're starting a business. Um, now, I'm just so happened to have a situation where there is a lot of love. There is a lot of romance and there is a lot of fun in my situation. But that doesn't mean my situation is right or better than a situation that doesn't have those things. The foundation of it is these are the parameters under which we're operating and my idea of success is we are executing the plan that we have put together for us in our situation. 
That's how I define success. Part of my responsibility as a human is to not put that on other people and other relationships. Part of smashing the social social paradigm is to say, don't look at us and feel like this is the way your relationship is supposed to be. Because you take two unique individuals and put them together, you're going to get something different every time. (laughs) That's just the way it works. But there are some things that are common amongst all relationships. um, And that's not just uh, like romantic or familial or uh, professional or what have you. That's all of them across the board. There is a ratio. There is compatibility and there's compromise. Every association you have in your life has that compatibility and compromise the more compatible you are with another person or another group of people the less compromising you have to do because you are more aligned in certain Mm -hmm. areas and if you are less compatible the more compromising is going to have to be done and then the person who is not as willful is going to end up doing most of the compromising. And that's just the reality that everybody should understand anytime they get into any dynamic with other people is, is that that's going to have an impact. So your relationship with a particular partner is not going to deviate from that. That's just how humans work. Two people not on the same page, but you got to make a decision about something. Somebody's going to give eventually or somebody's going to give up <laughs> and, and, and this association will come to an end at some point. So understand that. And part of that means you got to understand yourself. You can't understand if you're compatible with another person or another group of people until you understand some things about yourself. That's an ongoing journey. You know, I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to be the same slim that I am in another 10 years. You know. Probably, but I don't know that that's the case. You know, I got to give myself room to to discover more things about myself, discover more things about my partner and determine whether or not we need to renegotiate the terms that we set previously to see if they even still apply to where we are at that point in our journey once we go another 10 years. So I don't know. Compatibility is like I think that's really, really important in every aspect of your life. I think um, definitely compatibility, but like you were saying, communication, because, you know, we don't know who we're going to be 10 years from now. And the hope is that if we're constantly communicating, then we can be accommodating each other so that we're, you know, growing together. But the other reality is sometimes no matter how much communication there is, you know what I'm saying? People do grow in different directions. And, you know, if you can communicate well, then you can, you know, I hate going to Paltrow for this, but you can consciously uncouple, you know what I'm saying? You can actually communicate that like in, in civil and amicable terms that like, this isn't working, you know, and in the case of cohabitation, you know, it really is a conscious uncoupling. If you live together because y'all got to figure out how to divide that shit up, you know what I'm saying? And go your separate ways. And so I feel like, you know, communication is key because even if a relationship 
ends and I, and and then also what is ends you know like because you are no longer romantically or sexually involved like a lot of people go on to be friends you oh, know what my I'm are dead I, well, well i mean so new album by drake that, i think that you know <laughs> some exes you know probably need to be dead but i think that there are a lot of other people who like oh, wait a minute No, looks like a presidential motorcade-ish kind of thing. You know, I live around the corner from Mike Pence in the after the fashion sort of way. Mm. Um, but um, oh, so so, but but all 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 relationships end for a reason, and sometimes that means that y'all can't be friends or have any kind of relationship after that. But a lot of times, people, you know, what I'm saying for whatever reason, have to remain friends or just will remain friends. Um, or or have some kind of dealings with each other. I mean, people have children. They got a co-parent. You know, sometimes your mama is in love with your ex and she's not going to let him go. So that motherfucker going to be at the cookout. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, you know, life is complicated. So just because you're no longer together romantically or sexually doesn't mean that relationships have to end. And, you know, possibly maybe if people communicated better, you know what I'm saying? People wouldn't have to be dead. I, I think that, that that that's all... I think it depends again upon the, the I guess the, the the dynamics of the relationship, how the the relationship ended. Um, oh, that's a yeah, no, it's, that's definitely a case by case basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've I've been in situations where people that I was, <laughs> I, hmm. I, I think I think T Rich and I had a joke earlier before we started recording earlier today. We were talking about like you know using the term dating very loosely. <laughs> uh, yeah, very very loosely. Yeah, very very loosely. So I quote unquote dated, you know, uh, some individuals and we were cool. So it was like, you know, it was for me, it's friends benefits situation. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, women I was really cool with, I had like a connection with, I dug them as individuals and like the vibe was there and both parties were amicable to like doing more. And I'm saying, so sometimes like, you know, things I, I compartmentalize sometimes like other people didn't. And so sometimes after the fact, that caused like some feelings to, you know, go different ways. Um, sometimes there was like damage that were, was done in the process. So there are times when I've been like, yeah, nah. And times when she's been like, yeah, nah. And other times we're like, okay, we can still be cool after that. So it is, it is very much uh, a case by case scenario. Um, but like when you have, I think, an excessive amount of history, it, it makes it either extremely difficult to reconcile <laughs> the things that happen or to not reconcile the things that have happened. Because, you know, that history can be very like, you know, yeah, it could be a lot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never been able to have a successful friendship with exes. I feel like you go scorch earth though. Like when you like when you done when you done, you done, you know. So it's yeah. So like it's at the end of the day. And like this is why we need a vlog. We need to vlog. Yeah, that that nod people could see that. That nod, nod, that that facial expression. (laughs) I feel like I feel like all the dudes like it and like dead, 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 dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a process. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, we're done. All right, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and like block your number. Mm-hmm. I'm going to delete your contact. 
Mm. Um, I'm gonna stab you with this Valerian steel dagger, yeah. and then that's gonna put it into all of this. Yeah, I don't really contact because I don't do surprise pop ups. Like <laughs> you answer the phone, you'd be like, "Who the fuck is this?" They'd be like, "Hey," you'd be like, "Oh, wow, see." No, that's that's why you block them. I've tried, huh? and, and and I said that's why I blocked them. I blocked the number. Mm-hmm. The number is still blocked. The contact just is not in my phone, yeah. so you can't you can't reach me. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't even pop up as a you, sound you like just, my sister on Facebook. She'll never find me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all know like how you just don't exist. inside joke, ladies and gentlemen. The results yeah. are in. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely found you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But it's just been like there have been a couple of situations where trying to maintain a friendship has proven to be impossible and almost dangerous. Mm. Um, so to save myself trips to the courthouse, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta at the end of the day, you gotta do what's right for you. So, yeah, I, I mean, being ha- the important thing about a relationship, right, is a relationship is supposed to be healthy for both people involved. If the re- relationship is not healthy for both people involved, then the best thing is probably to terminate that relationship and. I know that I speaking personally, I initially went into the divorce proceeding with my ex wanting us to be cool, wanting us to have I wanted I needed the relationship to change. I needed it to be different, but I didn't necessarily want the relationship to end. I wanted to still have an opportunity to be there for her and to still be a part of her development as a person and have her potentially be a part of mine. And that's what I wanted initially. For me, there were things that happened during the process of the divorce <laughs> that I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is, this is not going to work. This is not going to be healthy. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and, and, you know, live my life completely separate from this person um and i also think that you know not to make excuse for other people's behavior but just trying to be understanding as another human i know that you know i'm not the only person who was experiencing pain during that situation i know that she was experiencing pain of her own i know that she had a certain expectation of the way things were going to go and it didn't go that way um and i I may have made some bad decisions she made a lot of bad decisions and part of it's like also your guilt you know her feeling some guilt about the way things went even if she didn't want to admit it at the time so i understand that that sometimes prompts people to revert to certain types of activity. And that's why a lot of decouplings are not amicable um, because people are in pain and then they act in that pain Mm -hmm. and then they lash out um, and then they end up causing more harm that was already done in the relationship proper before they started the decoupling or should I say continue to decoupling? Cause I think when you get divorced, like the decoupling was actually like it may not have been conscious, but it was already happening um, before you I'm formalized like, the divorce. You, yeah. you take the length of your relationship and divide it by two. And that's how long you've actually been breaking up. Yep. Mm. And I think for, for anecdotally, that's accurate for me. Mm-hmm. I realized about halfway through that. I yep. was like, Oh my, I, I literally had the thought, 
oh my God, this shit is never going to change. Like I had that thought. And then I was like, I'm not going to say I spent the remainder of the time plotting my escape. I don't think that was, that was like, that would be accurate. <laughs> but I, I do, I do think I had a certain level of resignation and then I conducted myself in a relationship as if I was resigned that certain things were going to be the case. And I think that was the death of the relationship. The fact that I was like, certain things are never going to change. It's always going to be this way. And then I started living that way. I started living without hope. Um, and you know, that's the best way to be in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, so like, (laughs) if it wasn't, was it without hope or was it just without the illusion anymore? I th- I think Both? my hope before I had that realization was genuine. I think I had genuine hope before that realization. Um, but I think every day you dull who you are as an individual and for the propagation of a construct, you lose a little of that hope every day. So I think like Lee said, it's both like I think I had genuine hope, but the hope was dying. And in that moment, it was the final nail in the coffin of that hope that was already dying. Well, then you just get to this point of this place of I don't give a fuckness. That's a dangerous place to be. in. It is. Yeah. So much damage can be done. And that was what, in part what makes it difficult for a lot of relationships to, to recover where people can be civil and like, you know, have. You know something after because like you know, when you don't give a fuck <laughs> uh, let's be honest a lot of times the best example or the best version of ourselves um in relationships is when we first get together you know a lot of times people are their best selves when they first start you know, with that person mm-hmm. some people get better as they go along you know what i'm saying but for a lot of people it's like this is as good as you're gonna get and maybe you That's can maintain that huh PQ. Yep. <laughs> and they can maintain that. I, I personally, from here. Yeah, I'm personally I'm personally the, the type of person who likes to try to find ways to improve himself and acknowledge like, okay, I could be better here. How can I improve and do that and take try to take steps to do that? Not always successful, but I try to be like, you know, aware and of my shortcomings and my flaws and to work on them. Uh, you know, it it's it's Do you have a spreadsheet or something? Like probably. You know what? I thought about it. Like I really actually paused and thought about it. Like, do I have a spreadsheet? <laughs> Keep tracking your balls. Please. Yo, man. Like, Please. I thought about it. I, I don't think I do. I don't I don't think I do. Uh I hope not. I don't tracking think I do. Your I really hope not. I don't I don't think I do. I'm gonna develop an app. I, <laughs> I did think about it. hey man, look. So I mean at the end I I just think uh it's I don't I don't know. I, I think uh like for me, like going back to what I was saying, my relationship goals, I think there's the exterior and then there's the, the interior. Um, for me, relationship goals was um, very much informed by when I was younger, I saw a lot of marriages, mostly within my family that appeared to be healthy and people appeared to be happy because again, that was the the outward uh, reflection. That's what, that's what or, we do. Yeah. And then come to find out like, oh, it's wild. So I'm not going to like get too in-depth with it or whatever, but I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be frank. So there are particular individuals on one side of one of my families <laughs> that wow. when, you know, you know, like a separation happens, 
even in when it's like you know a marriage type of separation like the the partner of that person just kind of like ceases to exist and you go over to their house and like like that person's not there and nobody says anything and like yo where is where is so and so and like I'm saying it was like it's like you might not ask the question you they might ask the question they just not there yeah. and nobody talks about them it's almost like they didn't exist and it's like I've seen this happen on multiple occasions like yo and like you know somebody else will just like kind of like phase in like where the fuck did you come from why are you here you're not the person that I know and love you know what I mean so that in part uh was like you know for me you know I I didn't I didn't have the example of seeing my parents together my example from my parents being together when I was young is them fighting and disagreeing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, you know, a lot of people, from what I understand, who come from, I don't like the term broken homes, but, like, come from, like, you know, where the parents aren't together, however you want to word it, um, a lot of them want to actually be married. So, one of my goals from the time I was young is I wanted to be married, but I didn't know what that entailed. And I knew I needed to figure that out. And I knew I didn't want it to be like the examples that had been set before me. The only healthy one that I had seen for the first 20 or so years of my life was my mother and my stepfather. That's it. That I, I could definitively, because I was in that household, I could see it work. And I knew how it worked. That's the only one that I saw. So, I mean, relationship goals was just like, you know, to like try to be the best me I could and like just like not rush into something like foolhardy. And like, you know, you know, chase it after something that was just ridiculous. I don't know. I think like the development of my relationship goals came from the failures of my previous relationships. Mm. Just being like very introspective after and looking at like what was problematic, what I don't want, what I do want, and being very specific and asking for what I do want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, to, to that right there, T Rich, like I, I was, I wanted to say that earlier in the, in the podcast, that is like something I had to learn because I didn't like, before I said I, I dated when well, we were joking, but I mean, um, I didn't really get into relationships until my late twenties. I just didn't want to like emotionally, like make myself available that way. I think I was afraid. No, I was not, not think I was afraid of making myself vulnerable, allowing myself to be vulnerable. So um, once I started getting relationships or whatever, I had to learn a lot of things fast because I was behind the curve. A lot of people had already been in situations that I hadn't experienced yet. And one of the things I had to figure out very quickly was relationships are just as much about what you don't want as much as they are about what you do want, if not more, because those are your deal breakers. You have to know what you're not willing to put up with. And I think a lot of people are so focused on that fairy tale shit and those relationship goals they see on social media that they don't understand what is healthy, what is not dysfunctional, and they don't understand what to like, you know, stay away from. I had to learn that. It was a very like unfun process, but it was invaluable once I did and I made it a part of like, okay, this is not acceptable. I'm right, not gonna com- compatible resumes don't make for compatible people. Mm. Right. Yes. And I think I have after going through some relationships, I've gotten much better with being very open about like in the beginning phases of this relation, these relationships saying, look, this is a deal breaker. This is a non-negotiable. It's not going to be a conversation about it. There's not going to be any therapy about it. There ain't going to be shit about it, but dismissal and period. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, I think it's easier. It might not seem that way, 
But I think it's easier to kind of set your your boundaries early when you're just getting to know the person. So it's not one of those things like I didn't know or it's not a waste of time like getting to know somebody that ultimately is not going to suit what you're ultimately trying to, you know, you know, acquire or attain or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say you're trying to attain or acquire a person. I'm just saying. No, I tell you, I, I don't have a personal representative anymore for that reason. I fired that hoe. Because yeah. she always got me in trouble because she was way nicer than I actually really am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she was way more tolerant of, you know what I'm saying, shit that I wasn't actually going to tolerate. And so it dawned on me one day that like, oh, you should stop just being polite. You should just start being you like all the time. You know what I'm saying? From minute one, because like either you can take this or you can't. That's true. And I think also people need to. So obviously we're all. Well, I'm not going to say we're all. I think I can speak for the people on this podcast right now. I think we're all trying to grow as people. Right. We're all trying to like have experiences, learn from those experiences, develop a spreadsheet for it. Yeah. You know, develop a list, you know, put in each individual sale flaws and, you know, have, you know, maybe not that extensive, but just leave. But the rest of us, we're just trying to be better people. Right. Mm -hmm. And part of that is making a determination about who we are and what things we can change that make us better people that don't, that like does not diminish or change who we are. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a bad person, there are things about yourself you should change, you know, but if you're not like evil or a bad person, but there are things about yourself that like, you know, some behaviors you exhibit that aren't necessarily awesome, but that's like a core part of who you are as a person, then I would say maybe changing that shouldn't be the goal but if you want to be in a relationship being that person so that anybody you potentially get in a relationship with sees that that's an aspect of your personality <laughs> so that you equip yourself to find somebody who knows that's who you are and is compatible with that because be it as it, if we want to keep it 100 there are people who are assholes that just need to be in a relationship with somebody that matches their particular type of assholeness. I think I think to that end, I think like, everybody's I think everybody's a different brand of crazy. Like if you're not crazy in this society, then you're actually crazy. Hey, look, we already know everybody's running yeah. around but I think here that undiagnosed. Crazy and asshole are, are, are no. different. Now, I'm not saying they're not, but, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, there are some things or whatever when you, like, you deal with your partner, whoever your partner or your partners are, like, yo, like, you see something like, oh, they, 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 they awful, they, they little off, but that's their, that's their brand of crazy. If you're willing to accept and deal with that brand of crazy, then it's fine. But you got to understand what your threshold is, because at the end of the day, it comes down to it, you got some shit that's off too. Nobody is perfect without flaw. So that's the same thing with being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, like I know that I can sometimes be overly principled and again, like o overly idealistic. And sometimes that could come across as overbearing and like, dude, get the like lighten the fuck up. I get it. And I work on it. You know what I'm saying? And I understand it's not always like the best thing to do or to be. So that's something that I understand that I have to work on. I also have to work on my communication. I've been, you know, I've had this communication uh, with everybody in this room at some point over the time that I've known him in terms of like how I'm saying things and how what I'm saying is not necessarily being received the way I intended to be received. 
And it's just something that I have to work towards. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, not having somebody with me that understands that, even though I will tell them that from the time I meet them, like, hey, if I say something that makes you feel a way, let me know in the moment. Don't like sit on it because some people will sit on things for months and then like bring that shit back. Like, 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 why didn't you say something before? Like when I, you know, when we could have like addressed it in the moment instead of like, you know, letting that shit to eat away at you. Well, another aspect of that is people love the way they learn. Right. And like people Facts. are people are socialized to sit on stuff and <laughs> not like not bring it up because it's not polite or because you like I don't think people people should really understand the power of what Kay Savage says. She's saying that she goes into every situation in her life being fully herself, period. And that just that process is going to weed some people out of your life. Oh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Period. Because you are so yourself, some people are right off the break are not going to want to deal with that. Nobody's made for everybody. And it's just better to know that, I yeah. think. There, there are aspects of my personality that um, I think I, I do not want to change those aspects of that of my personality because that's just, that's part of who I am as a person, and I'm not willing to change those aspects of my personality just to get along with other people, right? I should be those things so that when I encounter people, if I'm not willing to change those things, they see them, and then they won't seek to be a part of my circle unless they're so desperate to be a part of a circle they pretend to be someone different or as an adjustment or, to one being or they or they think that I can I can I, I think I understand what this is and I can manage it. I can manage it. Man, yeah. Like like you want to manage some shit that you want you know what it is from the break. That's hey, there's so many elements to it. So you know. Yeah. Um, but you gotta be yourself. I think that's the primary thing. I, I do like, not disagree. Everybody has to be themselves. Period. Full disclosure. So everybody know cards are on the table. Everybody know who who you know who you dealing with, what you dealing with, and some people don't know who they are. Yeah, they can be like 30, 40 years old and don't know who they are. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Well, that's partly because they've been hiding behind a representative for so long. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I think that's the 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 reason why at the end of the day, like I've I've been able to have the friendships I've had with each of you, because at the end of the day, I like I, <laughs> it's ironic that a lot of people. Some I think a lot of people think that I'm I'm in judgment of a lot of people. Or whatever I make a lot of assessments and I tell you how I feel about shit. But at the end of the day, I understand people are people, and. I appreciate the fact that, like, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things I value more than anything is just honesty and forthrightness. And um, my, for example, I'm not the type of person who likes to sit back and not say something if I feel something's fucked up. I like to be able to address it. Can't do that with everybody. You know what I mean? So um, representatives, my representative is uh, a <laughs> my, my representative is confusing to some people because they don't know how to take it when like when I'm, I'm yeah. So I feel it. I mean, there's, I some, there's something to be said for a person wanting something and under coming to the realization that reconciling who you are and how you behave may not be compatible with that thing that you want. 
I think there's also like oh, yeah. a, there's a realism to See that. that thing. Like so, that. yeah, you may need to. There's sometimes where you will you will need to make adjustments because what you want is not conducive mm-hmm. to you know. Yeah. To to the to those aspects of your personality, you again, you gotta make the decision though. Like, how much am I changing who I am as a person to get this thing that I want? Right? I don't think you should change who you are unless who you are is like, you know, like evil. You know what I'm saying? Like you actively seek to or there, harm there, people. There's legitimate improvement. Sometimes like you can not saying change who you are, but there's there are well. There are ways that you can just improve yourself. Yeah, yeah, you could be better. But yeah, yeah. I'm saying that you got to make decisions about what those changes are. You're right. You're like, there's some, so there, I think people can make adjustments, you know, and be better people. Like, if you're insulting people, like, maybe not do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I don't know. You know, that is different from person to person. I don't know. But you have to make those decisions within yourself. What, but, but you what's what? your growth and what's your and how does that impact who you are as a person versus you just representing yourself as somebody different than who you are? But, but, but playing off what you just said, Slim, I feel like, you know. Maybe we have it wrong because I feel like, you know, when we grow, we definitely change as people and mm-hmm. you change even though you still are in many ways who you are. Mm hmm. But the adjustments that you make for other people are often not for your own personal growth Mm. and it's often not good compromise. And so maybe we should be thinking about you should be looking for change if it facilitates your own personal growth. But the adjustments that you make to fit yourself into the box that makes other people comfortable, Mm. those are the dangerous things. Yeah, that's an important distinction. And and know it to add on to that. Know what's powerful about that? Uh, because I, I can I can acknowledge in in some instances because compromise is built into that. I can acknowledge your points like you know where I've done that in relationships. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you can you can try to make those adjustments to you know appease the person you're with because that's the person you love and you want to be with. But that might not be the calibration or adjustment that they are asking for, or or or, or even are going to acknowledge or recognize if you do it. You know what I mean? Or they could like they could change how they feel about it. It's like, oh, that was what I wanted, mm, but I'm yeah, I'm I'm off that. And it may not be the change that's actually right for you and your growth either. Right. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm saying? It may just be an adjustment that was made in order to accommodate a situation that essentially doesn't feed your spirit and doesn't help you grow as a person. Right. Which I feel like for me personally are my only relationship goals. Like, does this feed my spirit? Does it help me grow as a person? Mm-hmm. If not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really interested in putting any time or energy in it because I feel like, you know, um, relationships should be survival strategies that help you grow and thrive as a person. But if yeah. it's just survival for the sake of survival, like everybody's wasting their time and energy yeah. and somebody going to walk away mad and resentful. Yeah. Right. If it doesn't like add anything positive to my life, I'm not saying you have to be my half. You have to complete me. All of that is bullshit. Yeah, no. Um, well, that's that's but, flawed too. Like, we should you could talk but to that. Bring me a little joy. Yeah, that that's right. true. But I think you should talk to that though. To my life, and if it doesn't, it's like, well, why are you here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the idea. Like, I don't need this. Yeah, I think the right. idea of people like you know feeling that somebody is supposed to be like Jerry Maguire. I think set a dangerous precedent because a lot of people look to Hollywood too outside of like social media. And he had a line where he was like appealing to his love interest and said, you complete me. At the end of the day, you're supposed to go into a relationship a whole ass person. 
That's where you yeah. need to start. Him and I have this. We've had this conversation a few times, but like I don't believe in the concept of falling in love. I don't believe in the concept of being so swept away with your emotions that it's just like, oh my god, I can't even think. Like it was a very conscious decision to. I call it walking into love. Mm-hmm. It's a very conscious decision to say, like, okay taking stock of this person, his characteristics, the positive things that I see about him, the things that he has to my life. Okay. I agree. I can walk into this love. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like the idea of falling in love just sounds so like out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think like the only thing you should fall into. Yeah, but I mean, you I think... What? I'm sorry. Okay, like, is the, like is the only thing you can fall into. Uh, and, you know, Impulsive. manholes and... <laughs> Shit. Well, no, like, like somebody, but right. like you know, that don't mean I want to give you my kidney. Yeah, no. I mean, but I th- I think that the, I think that like we are talking also like about psychological and chemical responses, or whatever. So like the, it can feel like a swell when you like I have as it, it feels weird to admit this, but I mean I'm just gonna be honest. Like I have had that like that that fluttery feeling in the stomach when I see somebody I really like. We're like, oh, she's like awesome. That was an erection, Lee. No, that was not an erection. I know how an erection feels. Uh-oh. It feels completely right. different. It's like my pants. Why my pants fit me different? It was that's an erection. It was a spiritual one. It was a spiritual erection. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. fine. But I've go. had that. You know what I'm saying? So Your I've had that. rock You know, and, and to be fair, though, that was like, though. That was like that like that idea of I like this person and like those things. that. But like for some people, I think it's hard to discern the difference between love and like, especially if you don't have any anecdotal experience to separate the two. If you if you've never really been in love before, how do you know what it is when you have it? That goes back to the whole communication thing. This is why communication is so integral to all of this, and the fact that we are not taught properly how to communicate at any level, uh-huh. and uh-huh. because the, communication is the only tool we have to relay our thoughts and ideas to other people, and we're all walking around here experiencing these things and calling them particular emotions. And other people are experiencing things and calling them particular emotions, but we're having different experiences <laughs> and calling them the same thing. So learning how to communicate, incorporating some brain science, incorporating the knowledge, skill uh, and abilities of people like T. Rich, you know, who are mental health professionals and like learning, like not only how to identify these experiences, but teaching each other how to communicate so that we're better able to say, oh, I'm feeling this thing that I call love and you're feeling this thing that you call love. And those things are actually the same. (laughs) We're actually experiencing the same thing. Communication is the only way we're going to achieve that. But we got to learn how to communicate and we're just not taught that. There's There's no intention behind being taught how to communicate. All the way we learn how to communicate is just happenstance. It's just circumstance. Uh-huh. Like with my last relationship, when it started from the break, I was like, hey, look, we can hang out. We can kick it. We can be in a relationship. We can be explosive. But I, I have no intentions of loving you. I don't want you to love me. That's not a thing I, I seek or desire from this relationship. And just like, cool. So even when there are moments where it's just like, oh, wow, this, what? And I was like, oh, no, you're just really enamored with a thing that happened, but this is not love. Mm-hmm. And so people think that's weird. They're like, wow, you guys have been together like X amount of time and you, you're you not in love. I'm like, well, why does why is time an indicator? It's of love? not. It's not. <laughs> but then and that goes into the whole the whole uh, Lord, conversation we're having about investment. You feel like I, you invested something. So I, I need to play this through. 
why is in love an indicator of whether or not, you know what I'm saying, it's a good relationship? Mm. Right. You know, because I mean, like lots of people, I mean, like, you know, we have lots of good relationships, you know what I'm saying, in which we're not in love and nobody would question that. So why, if you have a romantic relationship, is it not okay for you to not be head over heels in love with each other? I mean, like, you know, it's totally okay to make a rational long-term commitment, you know what I'm saying, without having to have fit that into the framework of, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. there were fireworks and butterflies all the time. Exactly. Like, that shit is old and it's exhausting. I mean, I, 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 I'll be the first person to tell you right off the break. My wife is like ridiculously attractive. Like it's not fair how attractive my wife is. That's physical attraction. Don't have shit to do with love. I'm like really physically attracted to her. Right. Uh, my wife and I like 99.9% of the time on financial issues, we agree. We're on the same page. We have the same outlook on finance. Um, we have a lot of the same goals. That don't have shit to do with love. That's just the same business sense. You know what I'm saying? There are many aspects of our relationship that work that actually have nothing to do with love. Now, I do think like T. Rich said, those things made it easy for me to choose love in regards to this woman because it is a choice and i was like we are we are so hyper compatible and this is why i don't put this on everybody because i think we're abnormally compatible i think it's actually weird because i've not seen any other examples of it um and that's one of another reason why i decided to get married again because though i agree with marriage as a concept um and i didn't think there was anything wrong with marriage as a concept um i was not going to get married again <laughs> at the end of the first marriage um i was like yeah um i now know what i need and what i need is probably not realistic so <laughs> i'm just not even go and mess with it. Um, I'm just go ahead and walk the earth um, and, you know, live my life and be what it is. But I just found, I met somebody who I was highly compatible with and a lot of the, we had the same goals. We had the same desires. We like like a lot of the same things. So we're able to like go and experience the same things, but we like them for different reasons. So we create a comprehensive experience for one another. And there was just all these things that I found out I wanted, didn't think were possible. So wasn't looking for them specifically and then met somebody and was like, oh, all those things are there. I can do this. It's often best like it, when it happens that it, way. It lined up for it. It logically lined up for me. Yeah. And it helps that I had the feelings as as well, like to precipitate uh, uh, that development. But when you really break it down, like if I was to break down our relationship in a spreadsheet, a lot of the reason why I feel like we are together in our situation works it doesn't have anything to do with the concept of love per se, like the emotional concept of love. Um, I just think that that's a byproduct of us choosing the life we've chosen together. Um, and making a conscious decision to be in this thing together. Um, so I, I don't, I don't even, I say, I'm not going to say you put love secondary. I'm not going to tell anybody where to prioritize love in the forming of their partnership. But it's part of the it's part of the equation. Yeah, it's not the whole the equation. Same first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you right. got to adult the same first is what I would say. 
Like you got to be on the same page. And, and first of all, if you can't, if you can't agree on financial issues, you probably shouldn't deal. marry that person. Mm-hmm. If you can't have a conversation about a prenuptial agreement, I ain't even saying you ultimately end up with one, although I would encourage you to do it. Um, but if you can't talk about it, if you can't have the conversation about it, I would say you you should have some questions. You should have some red flags because you just should be able to discuss it. You should be able to talk about well, getting it. Getting their feelings. Yeah. Well, to me, that's also an indicator of neither one of you or one of you, the whoever, you, you know, like it just can't really deal with conflict because if even the thought of how you would talk about dissolving a situation amicably beforehand and so hypothetical you don't get caught right right yeah. even the thought of having to think about that is too much for y'all then i hate to see when real adversity comes your way because mm-hmm. like wow. i mean like if you can't wrap your mind around the imaginary style like what happens when life starts smacking you in the face I'm going to tell you like this, like in um, the situation, uh, like, you know, when I first started dating my ex, um, uh, our, I, I believe it might have been the second time we went out. But it was, I think it was like kind of like our first date. Um, I told her I believe in three things. I said I believe in credit checks, background checks and prenups. Just get out there early. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she got a problem with it, whatever, like, okay. We'll, <laughs> like, when this conversation comes back around, like, don't don't act surprised. But, like, get it out there early. If you if that's one of those things, whatever, and they ain't about it, then they'll, they'll excuse themselves. And just to clarify, those are three of, like, the 50 things you believe in. Yeah, I like, believe in a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, you believe in a lot of stuff. I believe in a lot of things. <laughs> but I, I feel like just conversation, like, you know, like, if I don't know how to talk about things, I'll just, like, just, like, here, I'll just put it on the table. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, you know. Like, like, yeah. I will say, and you, Lee, you could tell me if I'm going, like, if I'm stepping outside, because now I'm not talking about my own relationship experience. Now I'm talking about what I've anecdotally observed in your situation. Because, in case you guys don't know, after having listened to The Usual Suspect over the now a uh, couple years Three that years, we've been doing almost, this, yeah. um, Lee and I are friends. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we talk about things, and uh, I. Uh, have have been a part of his journey and lee uh and i actually met his ex at the same time we were like there like so i'm like i saw the whole development Mm -hmm. and one thing i can say about the two of them which you think would be um at like uh uh non-intuitive uh is that both of them are like very much themselves if you meet the both of them like Neither one of them overtly are pretending to be a different person, right? Mm-hmm. So you would think that would be like enough in a situation, but it goes back to what we were originally saying of you don't know, even though I saw the two of them as individuals and then I saw the two of them interacting and felt like they were both really being who they were because I knew both of them as individuals and I saw them being who they were and not being false in their representations of themselves. When two people get together, there's a relationship that's happening between the two of them that none of the rest of us are seeing. And I don't know what was happening during that. It was the stuff that I was not seeing (laughs) is what like precipitated the uh, eventual uncoupling uh, of that relationship. So I think it really goes back to 
you can't put everything on what you seeing in these relationships. And those of us who are in it and we trying to speak on it, we need to speak more comprehensively about what's going on in our relationships. And to be honest, so that people have a more realistic expectation of what you're going to deal with when you decide to partner with another person or group of people, you know, because like the dynamic just changes when you decide to do that, you know. And I would say that as long as unless the person that you're with is an absolute orphan, you always are in a relationship with a group of people. Mm. Talk about it. You marry, you I marry mean, families, you know, family, you marry family, you marry family dynamics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You unknowingly fall into a role that somebody wrote for you in a yeah. script that you didn't even know existed Friends? until you, you showed up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, some people, families roll out the representatives until after the wedding and then you be like, what the holy fuck kind of shit is this? Yeah. Like, you know, so I mean, like you, you always are dating a group of people unless the person you're dating is a spy or an orphan. And if they're an orphan, maybe they're a spy. A group of people. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that, you're dating too. a group of people that are unknown. Right. And that right. creates a whole different set of scary because then you like, where does this fuck shit behavior come from? Am I sympathetic to this? Do like like what what how do I handle this? Right. See? No. And the group might be better because it gives you some context. Mm-hmm. And how about like also stop like falling in love with the concept of people? Like let's let's like evaluate individuals and make like logical determinations about who the person really really is. Yeah, the, my you poetic know? self I had to learn how to stop doing that in my early twenties. Yeah. I, I got over it. like after after like undergrad, like okay, this shit is old. Like like building up the idea of who someone was yeah. without having any real information to substantiate that. I'd grow out of that. <laughs> it wasn't healthy. Uh, uh, it, it's, 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 it feels childish to look back at it now, but that's what it was. But I mean, it's just, it was part of my journey. So, I'll tell you something, Slim looked real good on paper. Slim got some issues. I'm just, I'm just here to tell you. Yeah. you. You being married to Slim, it might, it might look good from the outside, but I got some issues. I got, I got some, I, I'm running around here with some stuff I know haven't been diagnosed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I have problems. I know being married to me is not the cakewalk that people may look at the relationship from the outside and see, you know, and think that is what it is. Um, I know my struggle and I know my, I know my journey and I know my partner is not always a hundred percent of the time having fun <laughs> dealing, uh, with, the baggage that I carry with the issues that I'm working through, you know, and same for me, you know, like, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of wonderful things about this woman that I chose to partner with, but it is not, you know, always, I will say that we have way more good moments than bad moments. And I think that's also another standard uh, of life and not just relationships. Goal should be, if you want to win, to have way more good moments than you have bad moments. Mm-hmm. If you were a person and you not having no good moments with that person, I mean, the life is like answering a question for you if you just if you're paying attention. The irony with and that if is, if you're with a person that you're not having any bad moments with, you should also question that relationship. Exactly, that relationship is exactly perfect. And so, if you guys aren't having, you know, disagreements about just things because mm-hmm. 
the idea is that whoever you're in a relationship with, unless you're fucking weird, like you didn't grow up and have the exact same experiences in the exact same family. And so you're going to bring different things to this relationship. Mm -hmm. And so there are going to be things that you just fundamentally see different just based on your, your upbringing and the things that you've experienced in life. And so if you're not having any disagreements at all, or any, just kind of like looking at your partner, like what the fuck, what I don't even Mm. What? then I think you should also just like question that relationship. There's always going to be a moment where it's just like, I need to go to a room and not see you for like 15, 20, 30, 45, 50, 60 minutes. Dang. Yes. And those people who never have those moments, they kill you in your sleep. Uh, so <laughs> I, I wasn't going to go that direction, but I will say, no, I'm, serious. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you're not, I, I was just saying for, I, what I was going to, I was, what I was going to say is, um, uh, as somebody who, again, who's coming out of, you know, like, you know, a marriage or whatever, who's out of a marriage now at this point, um, I can still, even at this point, reflect and, and see that the majority of the relationship was more good moments than bad moments. But the trick in that is, that's my perspective. I'm only one half of that, of that relationship. And I can't speak to or for her experience and how she perceived things, even though we experienced a lot of the same moments, obviously together. Um, and that is uh, how relationships work. And like, you know, even when something is going well, swimmingly well for you and you think things are great, somebody might be dealing with something completely different and perceiving you completely different than you are. And that goes back to the communication aspect. At the end of the day, I think what I started this uh, podcast off roughly with is, it's a choice. You have to choose that person Every day, you have to choose to communicate with them. You have to choose actively to love them. Uh, it's a choice. And, um, and when you're making that choice, you should be questioning why you're making that choice and that commitment or why you're not making that choice in, your, in that commitment. Right people at the right time for the right reasons. Well, that's been our very first um, relationships and sex kind of podcast. Yeah. Relationship goals. Yeah, focus. Relationship focus. Yeah, relationship specifically goals. Specifically focus. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, I, was I like, mean, relationship goals isn't going to be every conversation. Oh, not at all. Right. Not at all. But that was just a topic for today. Yep. Um, okay, so I hope you all have enjoyed it. We're just, you know, trying a little something different, trying to give you some different content. We are going to log off now. It's been a very long day. Uh, <laughs> So we will be back next week with uh, new content. Thanks for joining. Signing off, T. Rich. I guess I'm going to Don't die. Stay alive. That's dope. Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. Stay stay blessed. Stay woke. Peace. Peace, indeed. And wash your legs. It's better for relationships like Right, because if you're not washing your legs, what else are you not washing? That's that's the question that really pops into my head last week. Like, if you're not washing your legs, then how how right. thoroughly are you washing your toilet? You definitely ain't scrubbing your perineum if yeah, you ain't yeah, washing yeah, yeah. your legs. Oh. Is, is is that the saltiness that I'm experiencing on the tip of my tongue when I take when I tickle your tank with my tongue? And like I don't like it. I don't like it. It should not taste like you know like a uh, what's that uh, propel. That's what it should not. Yeah, when you said you were well seasoned, I just thought you had a lot of experience. Yeah,